Dickaholics, good morning, afternoon, or whatever time you're listening. You heard it. You know this. It's Deacon himself. Welcome to episode 112, Long Way to the Top. So, different kind of episode for you guys today. Um, Got some recaps coming up of the quarterfinals of the World Cup and some surprises and some first-time things that have ever happened. So, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But today would be the 10th of December, Saturday. Uh, By the time you listen to this, it's probably the 11th. The episode got up late. So, that being said, why be rude to all the fans? Happy game day! (laughs) uh, Week 14 of the National Football League, you guys know the deal. Uh, Touchdown report earlier in the week, so you don't have to have me bore you to death with this. Let's get into this right away. Uh, Quick sports update, but... Before we do that, always take time on the Deacon and Co. show each week to recognize our special birthdays. So, that being said, happy birthday to a dear friend of the Deacon and Co. show, Rupert Pupkin. Had a birthday on Friday, and um, happy birthday. Hope it was a great day for you. Um, As I mentioned here, uh, we had some crazy stuff go on, uh, especially too in, in the World Cup, and we'll just get into that in a second, but let's take a minute here to recognize Thursday Night Football here, and Baker Mayfield, the hero? <laughs> Baker Mayfield signed off of waivers from the Carolina Panthers. It was one of the last things I left you guys with on the touchdown report. Signs with the Rams, and uh, they couldn't move the ball for the first 55 minutes of the game. 13-3, went to 16-3 for the Raiders. Next thing you know, the Raiders are on the back end of a 17-16 loss. What happened? Really, what had happened? So, nobody knows. Maybe they do, maybe they're not saying. But, tough, tough loss for the Raiders. And, um, it just makes you think. And not, not being bitter about this by any means. But, it makes you think, like, you know, you can't take things for granted in the National Football League. Especially being healthy. Being healthy is the biggest thing. You see it here. Chargers destroyed them week one with the Raiders. Didn't look like that in, in, in week two. Started off that way, um, you know, or then week two, or week 13 when they played each other. But started off that way. Um, as much as I love uh, the uh, Thursday Night Football, it's a bit much. You can see that the players and the teams are exhausted. And it, it really is honestly a bit much. This game takes everything from you. Um, so... Very, um, very crazy uh, scenario there. Uh, what's next for these two teams? Well, you got some time. You know, you had a couple more extra days off. Rams, we really don't have much to say about them. And and, and at this point, the Raiders are going to need a lot of help. Uh, got to win out now. Uh, really, you don't have much of a choice at all, uh, if any, to make the playoffs here. But moving on, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up today, uh, that we got the Army and Navy game going on, one of the most, uh, you know, uh, I guess, how do you say this, um, honored games, yeah, uh, in, in college football, so we got that going on, uh, with, um, you know, a a little later on, um, so, should be interesting there, uh, most, uh, bowl games here are, um, you know, set forward to uh, after the holidays and the upcoming weeks and whatnot. So, you got the uh, Spurs and the Miami Heat playing today in South Beach. Brooklyn Nets traveling to South Bend, Indiana to play the Pacers. Clippers on the road versus Washington. OKC playing in Cleveland. Golden State playing Boston at home. Then you have the Chicago Bulls playing the Dallas Mavericks. The Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. And finally, the Portland Trailblazers and the Minnesota Timberwolves there. Uh, Hockey aspect of things. Let's take a peek here at what we got. And it's always fun when you're you're getting into this in the season. It's like, all right, I want to turn off one game just to pop on the next. But you got Ottawa traveling to Nashville. Detroit and Dallas playing in Dallas. Tampa Bay and Florida. Calgary and Toronto. Decaholics. Hockey night in Canada. L.A. playing Montreal, Buffalo and Pittsburgh, Carolina having to New York to play the Islanders, and the Minnesota Wild are playing in Minnesota. Uh, sorry, Minnesota is traveling to the Vancouver Canucks to play in Vancouver. Minnesota Wild, Vancouver Canucks there. So, that being said, hope you guys have some fun times watching. I'm sure there's a lot of college basketball action going on today as well. Um, 
Met news here for you. All right. Uh, we know that we're sitting only a couple of days from All Within My Hands, the benefit concert, Metallica's Foundation. Anybody who's interested in seeing the show can stream it for free on Paramount+. Plus. Well, I don't know if that's exactly the right statement to say, considering the fact that you have to pay for this subscription, but it's four bucks if you want to do a free trial just to see the show. Sign up for a free trial, cancel it when that situation has happened. But I do feel that amongst the streaming services, Paramount Plus has to be one of the best ones because you're getting everything. There's so much stuff on there that you can get. So check it out there. As we all know, as we all heard the news over the course of the last couple of weeks, we all know about Metallica's album coming out on the 14th of April. And there were some things that were mentioned by the band, including James and Lars, who had said that... Don't trust any of the sites out there that's not officially done uh, or officially run through by Metallica um, or authorized there because there's a lot of scams going on and not to believe that. I mean, this just goes back. I mean, people have been scamming Metallica for so many years, going back to the Napster days and trying to download free music and stuff. And every time I see that episode of South Park, really just cracks me up because it makes me think that, you know, hey, listen, you know, people turn around and all pay for music and especially at this time. But when coming back on this time, like, yeah, you can download all this music for free, but most of the people, you know, and, and this has got to be expected with the generations, right? It's only certain concepts that you can really kind of grasp of buying a new album or a new CD, and that's if you're a fan of the band. Or, I mean, in my sense, you can go on Amazon, you can go on eBay, you can go to any of these places and buy compact discs for under a dollar for all these albums. Certain albums that are more rare that you know, our double albums, two-plated uh, two albums, whatever you want to call it, they tend to be, you know, a couple more dollars. But buying a used CD, is nothing wrong with it, as long as it works, obviously. And uh, not many people are buying the CDs anymore. So you're buying the subscriptions, you're paying your 10 bucks a month, or listening for free, and you still get to listen to all the music or whatnot. Some restrictions apply on there. I sound like a spokesperson for these people, but not. Uh, some restrictions apply where sometimes you have to listen to an ad or sometimes that you don't get the new music right away or whatnot. But nevertheless, things have changed, obviously, over the course of the last 20-plus years in the way that we listen to music. Obviously, nobody brings their CDs with them. You go in my car, there's still CDs, but you, most people don't do that. When it comes down to the scenarios of supporting the artist and whatnot, it, like I said, you really got to be a huge fan of them to turn around and buy the albums. A lot of Metallica fans will buy the new album because it'll be on vinyl and it'll be to their collection, whatever it is. But for the most part, you don't really see people buying the albums like that anymore. So, But I will. I'll have it. You know, Even if I don't open it, I'll still have it just to have it, obviously, being a fan. But... um. Moving on here, um, big game coming up tomorrow on game day. Um, the games just keep getting bigger at this point in the season. So our hot take today is going to be who are the worst fans to deal with, the Giants fans or the Dallas Cowboy fans? I'm going to deal with them the next two weeks. So with the Giants tomorrow, the Cowboys next week, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. You know, it's going to be a tough scenario. I'm sorry. Two weeks out for Dallas, so two of the next three weeks we'll have um, we'll have to deal with these clowns and whatnot. But um, to me, all right, I, this is a difficult one. All right, they're both bad in a sense. All right, the Cowboy fans are still living in the '90s. Giant fans just talk shit. Oh, we got more rings than you, and this and that. Well, it, you know, the Giants are just so inconsistent of a team over the course of the last X amount of years that it's okay for people to be a little bit bitter. Um, you know, when it comes to being a Giants fan as opposed to a Cowboys fan, right? If you're a Cowboys fan, what can you really say? You haven't won a championship in X amount of time. You haven't won a conference in X amount of time. And if we really want to get technical, technical about this, yeah, it's 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 been a while. Uh, 1995, so that would be what, the 94-95 season? Um that's the last time the Dallas Cowboys have ever done anything. And this Dallas Cowboy team has the potential. Obviously, they have the following that, you know, most fans, uh, you know, in the NFL, it's a little different than anywhere else. Yeah, you go to a game, basketball game, hockey game, but you don't see the caliber fans that travel. Like, yes, there are fans that travel. Don't get me wrong. You might go to a 20,000 stadium, and there might be 500 fans of the opposing team. 
Now, try going to a Dallas Cowboys game on the road. Let's just say somewhere like, for instance, Cleveland. Okay, let's give Cleveland as an example. You guys really think you're going to see more Cleveland Browns fans at their home game than Dallas Cowboy fans? No. Doesn't work like that. So, for me, the answer here, who's worse? Well, they're both, it's a tie. They're both fucking assholes. Both Giant fans and Cowboy fans are assholes. All right? Everyone could turn around and point the finger and say, hey, listen, the Eagles are the worst fans of football. They throw batteries at Santa Claus. Well, you know what? If Santa Claus is wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey inside of a Philly game, inside of Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia, yeah, you're going to get fucking batteries thrown at you. It's very simple. We don't like you. You're a division rival, and we don't like you. Did I mention that? So, for me, the answer, if I had to pick one, has to be Cowboy fans because of the lack of success that they've had over the last 30 years. Might change in the upcoming future, or it might just be another early first-round exit for Dallas. Who knows? But it's going to be fun to watch them both play. Um, if the Giants can get there, you know, Eagles are going to do their part tomorrow to try to, you know, uh, knock the Giants out. And... Uh, Giants, they got problems when it comes to playing the Eagles, but going to be a close game tomorrow, and we shall see what happens. Whew, that was a lot to take in for the hot take, huh? All right, bringing us down here into topic number one, quarterfinals, World Cup, here we go. Now, I was going to try to surprise everybody and get this done on Friday. It's been pretty hectic and whatnot to get this done um, to, you know, turn around and, and get the episode out. Uh, but nevertheless, I waited because we got the results, uh, for the round. So in this, in the second round, uh, or yeah, if you want to call it the round of 16, all right, uh, we started off here where we had, you know, obviously 16 teams. We had, uh, the, you know, um, basic, teams that normally would be there you don't see so i mean you got a couple that are left in there that you can still say okay yeah these are the usual suspects in there all the time right so from the round of 16 okay we turn around and we're now into the round of eight which would be now down into was the semifinals, right um and then we'll have obviously we'll have the um I'm sorry, the quarters, then you'll have the semis, and then you'll have the, the World Cup final itself. So, that being said, round of 16 comes, now we move to the next round, and now we're only down left to the final four. So, here we go. In the semifinals, we had, uh, in, the, in the round of 16, we had France play England, uh, and we had Argentina uh, playing the Netherlands, um, in this in this game here, um, it, it's one of those scenarios here. Okay, so you you look at things from the overall aspect of things. Okay, and you, you turn it around here, and when you're looking at these international games, the matchups that you get in the, in the prior rounds, you can see obviously the weak teams, the stronger teams, or whatever the scenarios are. All right, uh, Argentina playing the Netherlands. Uh, Argentina is going to advance on some uh, penalties, and 83 minutes of the game, uh, they had a two nothing lead. Somehow, the Netherlands came back in there, found a way to get it done, and they tied it, brought it into the extras, and then in the penalties, Lionel Messi uh, stole the show once again. Two goals in the game, and very going to be very very tough to beat. Um, Argentina in this one. Uh, Netherlands, excellent job, played really well. Uh, hats off to them, but just couldn't get it done. Then we had later on in that afternoon, and this was on Friday, we had, and this one was really, really surprising to me, we had Brazil and Croatia. So Croatia, 1-1 penalty kicks. It was 0-0 uh, going into the extra time. Um, final seven minutes of the game, Neymar puts the goal in for Brazil. Croatia comes back and ties it and wins it in penalties. So, out of now, what we're looking at, Decaholics here, we're going to see Croatia, the team that almost won the 2018 World Cup, losing to France, play Argentina. Winner is going to go to the World Cup final. It's going to be some exciting stuff, all right? So, now... You had uh, yesterday or uh, today's games, rather, on Saturday here. Uh, we had the juggernauts of Europe. England and France 
playing each other. This was a no-brainer for me. This is a no-brainer for a lot of people. But France, who won the 2018 World Cup, will be in the semifinals again. So, 2-1 victory for them. Good job for France. And now, Cristiano Ronaldo plays the Cinderella story in Morocco. No doubt in my mind, Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal were going to win this game. But the Cinderella story, who is really has not let up a goal in the first two games of the actual tournament, Morocco will advance to place France in the semifinals, and the winner between Morocco and France will go to the World Cup final. Expectations? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm thinking here France is going to play Argentina. Um, I, I can't see something, I can't see an upset happen on France. France is too strong of a team. They're who I've had in the beginning winning this one. Um, Argentina is my team, so I, I can't see Lionel Messi losing on his last World Cup appearance, uh, possibly, uh, to Croatia. As good as a team that Croatia is, um, I, I just think that Argentina is better. The problem with Argentina is, is that they don't, finish games out like the United States. They played great, and the United States just couldn't find a way to win, and, uh, you know, find a way to finish games out in the um, group stage. In round of 16 for the United States, they had no chance. Start to finish, the Netherlands just completely dominated them. But Argentina should find a way to do this and face France. And a lot of crazy things happened, uh, you know, during the World Cup and whatnot. Uh, Friday's afternoon events where two games went to penalty kicks was the first time since 1986 in Mexico that two games uh, or both games ended in a penalty kick. So that was pretty cool that that had happened again. And then you turn around and you have Morocco here, the Cinderella story. Decaholics, this is the first African team to reach the semifinals. Big deal. This is a big deal for Africa. Um, Cinderella story, will they get there? No. And this is how it is in March Madness, too. Everyone's all getting all worked up and stuff. Oh, Morocco's winning it. Morocco's winning No, Morocco is not winning the World Cup. I will tell you that right now. Um, congratulations to them. They did what they had to do. Sometimes I want to feel like this game or the world is fixed, especially in the corruption going on with FIFA. Uh, rest in peace to Grant Wall, 48, uh, American journalist who had some type of illness. This is not the first time that he had an illness in the World Cup, but um, died 48 years old in the press box. Uh, was told that he was not allowed to go on the grounds because he wore a rainbow soccer ball shirt. So I guess Qatar is not really in favor of gay folks and that's kind of fucked up but rest in peace nevertheless 48 years old super young and uh, you know shit happens shit happens you know and people got to stand up for the rights you know there's a lot of places in a lot of places of the world and a lot of features and physical properties that the earth has it's very easy to bury a body um that in that case in qatar Obviously, they didn't bury his body, but very easily could have. And it's very scary when you're heading into these other countries. Watching things myself of things that I've witnessed in other countries, yeah, I know it's pretty scary. Rules and regulations are different. But that is our quarterfinals World Cup breakdown. And we'll have pretty much um, next week, we'll know what's going on. Uh, next time I chat with you guys, then we'll have the World Cup breakdown uh, for the final matchup. And then we'll have a recap of the All Within My Hands show. So you guys already know what you get next week. After that, taking a couple weeks off. I'm only going to be with you for the touchdown report. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. A lot of cool things coming up in the upcoming seasons. A lot of guests that are reaching out and wanting to come on the Deacon & Co. show. Which, thank you so much. It really is an honor um, to have you guys reaching out to want to work with me. And uh, appreciation always. Appreciation to the fans. And I don't really give a shit if anybody hears me say this week in and week out because without my fans, I wouldn't be anything. I would just be a guy talking into an iPad for what? For who to listen? But it's very moving when you have people that reach out to you from other countries and say that, you know, sometimes they don't get the updated news and stuff that they need, um, but they do when they listen to the show. So keep on listening. I'll keep on providing it for you. Thank you all once again. Topic number two here is one that I'm going to dedicate to my dear friend Mel. Uh, he is 
one of the biggest decaholics out there. So I know he'll appreciate this one and switching it up a little bit too, because I got to be honest with you, the writers of this show really think that everybody's listening to this from Metallica, like Metallica, come on, like enough with that, those fucking guys, right? Never stops. We'll never quit because we're Metallica. Whiplash there for you. For whatever reason, I don't know why. And we'll get into this next week as well. This is what's going to close out the Deacon and Co. show for the 2022 year. Uh, along with the other things that we're talking about um, next week. I got my top 100 list from Spotify. And I'm going to read it off to you guys next week. And I think, I think that you guys would be very shocked of some of the stuff that's on there. Uh, truthfully, I, I tallied it up there. And I, I mean, just a rough estimate off the top of my head. You're not going to be able to go more than two or three songs without hearing something by Metallica. And again, this isn't done by me. So I'll give you a little spoiler alert for the for the top song of the year. So <laughs> top song of the year. And the reason why we're making such a big deal of this now on the Touchdown Report and everything else here. Um, Creeping Death. How did it, how does how does how does Deacon himself me listen to Creeping Death more times than Master of Puppets? I don't know. I think that statement's on inaccurate, but Creeping Death was the number one song that I listened to in 2022. I don't know. Maybe maybe our dear buddy Larry, okay, big decaholic, feels Creeping Death is Metallica's best song. Had some influence with that because I had to listen to it about a hundred more times than I normally do. <laughs> Just to hear what everybody else hears. But Creep has always been in the top five Metallica songs for me. Just didn't think that I would listen to it number one. Not going to spoil the rest of the list for you. But we'll talk about that next week. So today's episode, uh, topic two in today's episode. Long way to the top. Well, yeah, it's appropriate. So every year around Thanksgiving time, I mentioned to the, mentioned this to you guys. Um, you can listen to this on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to it if you're a New Yorker. You can listen to it pretty much anywhere. You can put it online. You can put it on your phone. You can listen to it anywhere. Q1043, Classic Rock Radio in New York. Good friends with some of the DJs there. Uh, know them personally. And really good people, nice people. Big shout outs to you guys. Um, do this program every year where they ask you, just, to, just this is how we're going to vote it. Take your top 10 classic rock songs of all time, and we're going to put together a list for the top 1,043 classic rock songs of all time. And every year, it frustrates me. Really gets me aggravated to the point where you turn around and it's like, why even bother listening to this? Because it's going to be the same shit all the time. So I'm going to break this down for you of their top 25. I gave you a top 10 list of mine. Why wouldn't I, right? But you know it's not a top 10, it's a top 11, because I don't give the number of required numbers that I have to give. I always try to give one extra, because some of these things are hard. And this was a hard list for me. Um, but for the most part, I got, I got mine pretty quickly. And I, I think that this was... Um, I think this was a, a pretty decent list uh, for both Decaholics um, and for regular Q listeners. Pay attention to my list, okay? Because there's some things on there that you're thinking about that you you feel that should have been on there, that shouldn't have been on there. You let me know right away, deaconacosho at gmail.com. I might consider changing the list, but highly doubtful. But moving forward here, let's get this thing started here, all right? We got top 25 for you and again this is straight from q1043.com this is something that i listen to i like to listen to a lot of the songs and starting off like it's not just classic rock you're gonna hear songs on there that at that time were i guess you know considered pop or whatever it was but number 25 here on the q1043 list starts us off with light my fire by the doors sure definitely a top 100 song 24 belongs to the piano man billy joel and big shout-outs to my buddies over at Billy Joel's Podcast, or a Billy Joel's Podcast, Glass Houses. So, um, yeah, these guys are pretty good. If you have a chance, trying to do some work with these guys in the future. So definitely um, check them out. And they run a pretty good show. Um, it, it's one of those scenarios in which you could hear the passion about Billy Joel from these two individuals, Michael and Jack. And these guys, like I said, check them out. Anywhere that you listen to the Deacon and Co. show, just type in Glass Houses Podcast. And also helps out a lot. Very, very big Metallica fans. But um, 
did a tribute show as well um, on there. So I'm not going to ruin it for you. Just go on there and check it out. I know I've told you guys uh, prior in the past uh, to check it out, but you'll really enjoy this, especially the classic rock fans. These guys put on a really good show. 23, Thunder Road, Bruce Springsteen. 22, You need cooling, baby, I'm not fooling. I'm gonna send you back to school. All right, whole lot of love, Led Zeppelin. Uh, great song, great choice there. Uh, one of Zepp's best, absolutely has to be on this list. 20, Sweet Child of Mine, Guns N' Roses. Now, I don't think this is Guns N' Roses' best song, but a lot of people like what they hear from it and they relate to it like, oh my God, I dedicated this song to my child. Like, yeah, no, come on, dude. Number 19. Off the self-titled album, and probably my favorite Pink Floyd album of all time, Wish You Were Here. Excellent, excellent song. Number 18, well, we all got up, got out of bed, we dragged the comb across our head. That would be In My Life by The Beatles, 18. Now, another one for The Beatles here at 17, and one solo for one solo song or solo project by yet another Beatle for 16. While My Guitar Gently Weeps, George Harrison there for The Beatles, and Imagine by John Lennon. I don't know about Guitar Gently Weeps. I like it, but don't think it's a top 25 song. In My Life and Imagine, yeah, absolutely. Number 15 brings us into what I feel is the Rolling Stones' best song, Sympathy for the Devil. Number 15 clocks in there. Number 14, American Pie, Don McLean. Absolutely. Number 13, Won't Get Fooled Again. Meet the New Boss. Same as the old boss. Number 12, Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen. No, I don't think this song is as good as everyone thinks it is. I don't like the song particularly itself. It comes on, I sing it because it's Bruce Springsteen. Number 11, which I don't feel should be as high as it is. Apparently what they're saying is the Rolling Stones' best song is Gimme Shelter. That's number 11. Okay. All right. I understand where you're coming from. This is a popular song by the Stones. Just don't think it should be 11. Now, before we get into the top 10, all right? Any of those that you didn't agree with, deganandcoshow at gmail.com. Want your feedback, okay? Number 10 here, off Q1043's list, Bob O'Reilly from The Who. Ah, ah. I don't know. Teenage Wasteland, love it. I don't think it should be a top 10 song. Number nine, Let It Be from The Beatles. Absolutely should be on there. Number eight, Cashmere, Led Zeppelin. No, Cashmere sucks. Cashmere is it's terrible. You're talking about the best Led Zeppelin songs of all time. What about Whole Lot of Love? What about All of My Love? Instead, let's put Cashmere? Fuck you. Number seven, Comfortably Numb, Pink Floyd. Absolutely. Number six, Layla, Derek and the Dominoes. Absolutely. Number five, um, always on this list, always on this list. Should it be? I don't know. But great song, nevertheless. Definitely a top 25, not a top 10 for me. Freebird, Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Number four. When you're in the Los Angeles area, you can drive by yourself. Remember, you can check out anytime you'd like, but you can never leave. Hotel California ranks number four. Number three. Another one here. Is this the Beatles' best song? Maybe that'll be a hot take in the upcoming future. Hey Jude ranks in at number three. No, Let It Be is a better song than Hey Jude is. Come on. Number two, Bohemian Rhapsody. And I like Bohemian Rhapsody a lot. I like a lot what Queen stands for. I like a lot what The Who stand for with their opera rock and just before glam rock, before any of that stuff, um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Absolutely. Number one here is always number one on this list. It will never be number one on my list because it's not the best classic rock song of all time. But the people feel that Stairway to Heaven is. Now, what is it about Stairway to Heaven that makes it the best song? Is it the lyrics? Is it the instrumentals? I don't know, but it's not the best song in my eyes. So that'll bring us down here into Deacon's top 10. Now, here we go. I don't know what you guys are expecting is going to come off of this list, okay? But I will tell you this. 
that there is absolutely no Metallica on this list. One side note before we get into mine. Enter Sandman 2020-2021, ranked 53 and 51. This year, they were back in the 150s. So, not really too sure about that scenario of why it was not ranked as high as it normally is. Maybe because Master Puppets is the better one. <laughs> I don't know. But classic rock radio, you got to think of what you're going to hear from Metallica. But you did get a few good Metallica songs in this top 1043 classic rock songs of all time, including Nothing Else Matters, Enter Sandman, and The Unforgiven. So that's what you get as classic rock songs. Moving forward here, we have Deacon's top 11 list okay and i did something kind of cool for you guys so if i had a differential of any song i also wrote the ranking from q1043 of what they ranked it as and the fans voted as that but number 11 on this list taking us back to the bon scott days ranked number 54 on their list but number 11 on mine highway to hell Yeah, we're all on a fucking highway to hell. Um, absolutely. Rank 54 in the top 1043 there. Next song here on my top 11 list. Number 10 ranks in at 105 on the Q1043 list, but has to be on the top 10. Just the introduction to this alone with the saxophone and on that lonely, lonesome highway east of Omaha. Here is Bob Seger and Turn the Page. Yeah, absolutely. And as much as I love Metallica, nobody should be covering that song. Uh, completely different setup from the beginning. And uh, maybe we'll make that our hot take for next week of which uh, Turn the Page is better, Metallica's version or Bob Seger's version. And we'll go into a little more in depth with there. But nevertheless, Turn the Page, number 10. Number 9 here was ranked number 2 on the classic rock countdown here on Q1043, and that is Bohemian Rhapsody. We spoke about this earlier, um, about just briefly, briefly mentioning about the opera and uh, what they bring into uh, rock itself between, the, uh, between Queen and The Who, and uh, here we go, Bohemian Rhapsody number nine. i 
Yeah, yeah. Um, talking about best frontman of all time, how is Freddie Mercury not discussed in this? But next band up here on, and next song on the list is number eight already, uh, was ranked number nine on the Q1043 list, and it sits at number eight for me, The Beatles, with Let It Be. Um, when you're putting together a top song list of all time, it should be the band's best song. So... I don't know. I really don't know if, if you could sit there and say that some of these songs that are on this list are the band's best songs, but these are the songs that need to be on there that are influential, I feel, uh, in the music world, especially um, the Beatles' Let It Be. Doesn't matter who's lead singing this one, but Let It Be, number eight uh, on the Deacon list. Yeah, uh, very, very powerful stuff. Very, very powerful stuff. Number seven on the top 11 classic rock songs of all time list belongs to number 23 on the Q1043 list. Thunder Road, Bruce Springsteen. I got this guitar and I learned how to make it talk. Yeah, uh, you're okay in my book. And just so anybody hasn't seen yet, on HBO there is a nice special Bruce Springsteen and Howard Stern, the interview, and Howard was like starstruck seeing this, and this was a very good piece to watch. If you guys have some time and are a Bruce and a Howard fan, check it out on HBO. Man, um, ballad after ballad, Bruce Springsteen, unbelievable, Thunder Road. Not a car guy, but how can you not like that song, you know? Just doors open, but the ride ain't free, absolutely. Uh, bringing us down into now uh, number six here, which was ranked 36 on the Q1043 list. Every time the New York Rangers take the ice in the starting lineups at Manchester Square Garden, you will hear this. That is not the reason why it's on there, because this is their best song. Here we go. Here, Modern Day Warrior, Rush, Tom Sawyer, number six.
Yeah, um, if my dad was still here with us, rest in peace, uh, he would have been pissed that I cut off the jam session in the middle there, but the riff on that, come on, nobody ever talks about Tom Sawyer as a riff. The beginning riff, come on, man, really. Top five coming for you now. I'll give you a hint that three of them share the same with Q1043. You ain't going to be able to tell what three it is unless you get inside the mind of a madman, which... Sometimes these feelings don't come out when we get to talk and chat and experience our hour together, Decaholic. So good luck with this one. Play along with us. If you choose, find out what are in the top five here. Three from the first list that I read you that wasn't mine. But number five here, hands down. And I almost feel like it should be just a tiny, tiny bit higher. But ranking in at 178 on this list, yes, 178 on the top 1,043 songs of all time. I won't back down. Tom Petty, simple lyrics, simple man, boy from Gainesville, Florida. Here we go. I won't back down. That's just, ah, man, Full Moon Fever, Damn the Torpedoes. I, I mean, you don't get much better albums than that, especially Tom Petty, Rest in Peace, um, one of the greats, one of the best, and definitely, definitely should be on there. Now let's bring us down into the top five. Here we go, okay? Um, bringing us down in there, or rather top four, top five there. Tom Petty was five. Sympathy for the Devil going to be number four for me that's the rolling stones best song um hands down the references and just the ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ranking them at 15th on the q1043 list number four rolling stones sympathy for the devil Yeah, and, and for me, what really gets me is just the end of it where, you know, Wale, yo, soul to waste. But, um, yeah, nevertheless, number four there. Rolling along here, we're going into the top three now, and there you go. So the top three are where the comparisons are. Um, on this 11 list, you had one, two, th uh, three, four, five that we share that are in the top. So I guess if I didn't have 11, that would be half of the Q1043 list that I agree with. Uh, but I, as I mentioned, every one of these songs are in the top 1043 songs of classic rock. It's just a matter of how far back they are. And obviously, uh, you know, some songs I feel don't belong that low. Some songs don't belong that high. But number three here, 
the story behind this song, the story behind the legend of himself, Slohan, the only man that has ever been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on three different occasions, Derek and the Dominoes, Layla. Here we go. Got me on my knees, Layla. Yeah, begging, darling, please, Layla. Number three for me, number six for the Q. Now, made a joke earlier and a reference about this one here. Uh, you ever turn off a jam session at the end of a song like this? You should be shot and executed without trial, no questions. That's it. Number two ranked in number four for Q1043, but for me, number two. Hotel California by the Eagles. Absolutely. One of the best instrumentals of all time in my eyes. The lyrics were just there. And the Eagles, like the Beatles, are another band that anybody could pop in there, sound good, um, and play together. You know, and, and the fights that those guys had, I'm sure, were nothing like the Beatles, or maybe they were. But anyway, off the self-titled album, Hotel California, track number two there on my top 11 list, and that's going to go number four on the queue. So now, with that being said, Number one here, probably not what anybody thought it was, but I experienced this at every concert and any time that I see the band. I go into this with a positive outlook, but there's only one thing that could be done. And when you see the international signs on people's faces and signs, and you know, I have a little mushroom patch that sits right on the corner of my vest. And that's my sign. Like, if you see that, leave me the fuck alone. Don't walk up to me. Don't talk to me. Because you're going to be talking and asking yourself the question, Hello, hello. Is there anybody in there? Just not if you 
comfortably numb, of course, off of the wall. Um, <laughs> side two, by the way, for all you vinyl fans out there. Uh, disc two, if you're a collector. Compact discs. Um, what more do you say about comfortably numb? Acid, LSD, mescaline, whatever you want that you think he's talking about. But we know it's LSD. And hello, hello. Try listening to that tripping out. See what it does for you. Anyway. Anything that needs to be changed off of this list, show at gmail.com. Bringing us down to the genius of the week. And I, uh, just a classic story that I've brought up many, many times. Um, uh, we had the Battle Royale a couple years back on the Deacon and Co. show of geniuses, and they were just so much fun. But had a tenant that used to live in the house. His name was Eddie. This is the snowman story once again. For those that don't remember who haven't heard it, you're in for a treat here. So my dad would do a whole big setup here, and he would set up a whole bunch of lights and everything else in front of the house. Had like 100 blow-ups on the front lawn, all the sides and everything. This guy went even to the extreme of going on the roof and putting blow-ups on a roof. No joke. Santa Claus and reindeers, all this stuff was just unbelievable. So we had a tenant, and uh, my dad's setting up the lights outside, and the guy comes crawling. Not come crawling faster, obey your master. This guy was wrecked. Came out of a cab, walks up to a 10-foot Frosty the Snowman, shakes his hand and goes, Hey! How you doing? My name's Ed. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I can't make it up. I can't make it up. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I was dying. My dad's calling me. I was upstairs in my house, and he just would not stop calling me until I answered the phone. He goes, you got to come down here and see this. I'm sorry to bother you. One of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. It really was just so super funny and whatnot. But, um... He made it, Snowman Eddie, made it all the way to the finals in the Battle Royale style of Geniuses of the Week and voted, uh, did not, he was finished in second. He didn't win the grand prize, but nevertheless, Genius of the Week here, oldie but goodie, just a throwback because I had a couple of uh, stories for you that uh, I'm going to save uh, for episode-appropriate um, uh, comments so or or. or uh, inserts. So this wasn't this wasn't the episode to do that for, but I hope you enjoyed the flashback of the story. It's like flashbacks, right? We should have an episode of all flashbacks where, like, the kids of South Park they sit on the bus and it's called flashbacks. So they're all stuck on the edge of a bus and they were, they changed the story and the outcome of the things that really actually happened in the show itself. But South Park, what a great show! Um, rapid number one here, and this is this is crazy. Most excited to hear it all within my hands. Um, well, Master of Puppets. <laughs> Why do I go to Metallica concerts? To hear other songs? I go to hear Master of Puppets. That's what I want to hear. Um, here we go. Uh, is Stairway really number one for rapid number two here? No. Okay? You, I will argue this with you to the day I die. Okay? Stairway to Heaven is not the best song that is ever written in classic rock. Top 25? Sure. Top 10? Eh, that's pushing it. But absolutely not a top number one song off of any list one song that was snubbed off the top 10 deacon um for me i have i have one that's snubbed off the top 10 and one that's snubbed off the top 25 so the one that's snubbed off the top 25 has to be the low spark of of high heel boys by traffic um instrumentally music wise Sound wise, lyric wise, definitely belongs in the top twenty five. But a song that was snubbed off the top ten, um, I could see you could take out number eight for Cashmere on the Q one hundred four three list, uh, and put in, move everybody up, and put at number ten. I would put in American Pie by Don McLean. It was ranked fourteenth, I believe. Um, has to go on. The, I mean, it's a beautiful song, man. How many you type in and you turn around and you say things like. You know, Don McLean. Like, um, what other songs does he have besides American Pie? And if you're not a fan, you're not going to know. I saw Don McLean. I saw Don McLean before, perform uh, American Pie with Garth Brooks on stage at Central Park when I was a kid. And it was amazing. And, yeah, that song belongs there. All right, here we go. Final rapid of the day here. Giving you a bonus one because of the repeat genius of the week here. The World Cup or FIFA was trying for Messi and Ronaldo. Didn't happen. We all know that. Who wins that match? 
if they do play each other in the World Cup Finals, which obviously we know they're not. Hands down, Lionel Messi, or Lionel Messi, whoever you want to say his name. Messi's the man. He's always been my guy. He's, um, Ronaldo's a pretty boy. Scores goals, but um, in the course of the last X amount of World Cups, uh, and, and hats off to Ronaldo, not saying anything bad about him, other than he's a pretty boy. You turn around and he's the only player that have ever has ever scored in five World Cups. So he's not like he's not a good player. He is. It's him and Messi, the best two players in the world. Okay, then you start bringing in the other guys from different countries. You got um, the guy on Croatia, number ten. I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce his name, but it starts with an M. He's really good. You got um, things uh, from uh, players from the other leagues in the English Premier Leagues and Van Dyke and all these guys are the top players in the world. Okay, Harry Harry Crane, another one in England took a loss today, but or yesterday rather, or today rather, whatever day you want to call it in as, all right, because when you're listening, it could be a different day. But uh, that being said, there's absolutely no way that Messi would not win his first World Cup if they played Portugal. And the brackets were set up for them to do so but the Cinderella story with Morocco that will end in the next round versus France stopped that from happening. Well, there it is, folks. Decaholics. Long way to the top. It sure is. It sure is a long way to the top. Um, I'm Deacon. Be with you guys next week, then taking off, as I mentioned earlier in the episode. So in the meantime, follow me on the majors of social, Deacon Akosho, Instagram and Twitter, Deacon Akosho, gmail.com. Need your feedback on this one. This is a big one. Classic Rock fans, I hope you enjoyed it. Everybody else, enjoy game day. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. Have a safe stretch to the holiday season. We're almost there and through the year. We can do this. We'll do it together. Maybe we'll even, let's do this together. Right before we sing Master of Puppets. Maybe. Maybe not. But streaming the All Within My Hands show. Again, on Paramount Plus. Friday night. Check it out. Um, anything else I'm forgetting? I'm trying to think here. No, nothing forgetting. Just once again, happy game day to all. And for now, Deacon is out.